Hello, we are live with one of the most, my favorite people in the world, my dad, philosopher, theologian, Dr. Elaine Marie Saray, PhD. And today we are going to be recording live on Facebook, our 38th episode of Marta the Minimalist podcast. And we're going to be talking to you, especially you business leaders, brand owners, entrepreneurs, emerging entrepreneurs, how to trust in Providence in this ever so tumultuous journey as an entrepreneur. Perhaps when a client is unhappy that you love, perhaps when uh, the money is not in the bank that you felt should be, perhaps when you face rejection for something that you really wanted to do. And who better to come on and talk about this but the man who has written four books on theology and philosophy, my dad, Dr. Elaine Saray. So, Papa, when, and this is kind of weird because my dad and I usually speak Italian to each other. So now I'm having to like tell my brain to speak to him in English and it feels weird to me. But uh, tell the people who are listening, especially during the tough times when things are uncertain, it's easy to say, oh, well, you should trust God. Oh, well, you should trust Providence. Oh, well, you should trust his plan for you. But how do you actually do it? Actually, if we look at the philosophers, the most famous Plato put providence, prudence, trust at the top of the society. He organized the society putting the philosopher in charge of the society. And the first school that he created in Athens actually was a school of politics because he was an aristocrat. And from the beginning of uh, history, prudence, providence, trust is the man issue that we must consider and actuate. To say the truth, I was eight when I decided to become a philosopher. <laughs> and my father was so aware of that that when I came to Italy, he, he, he wrote to some friends my son is coming to Italy and he wants to be a philosopher, so help him. <laughs> I discovered that later. That was an interesting issue. I don't know if I answer, if I did answer the first question, but we can continue on, the, on, that, uh, on that way. Okay. Um, but what can someone, you know, what maybe is a prayer that someone can say or something? that someone can can do when things aren't going the way that they would love for them to go and they know that they should trust providence but they um uh and uh dad you know what you have something a noise in the background if you could turn off the oh, noise sorry. in the I background apologize. i apologize yep let's just turn that off it's a little bit distracting okay yes um so what are some prayers someone can do or, or some meditations or some things that 
someone can do if they, you know, they know that they should trust Providence in the plan for them, but it's hard to feel it. At first, there is nothing to do. Hmm. Because if we read the gospel of last uh, Sunday, when many people were going to Jesus, Jesus was impressed with the crowd around. And he asked to one of his disciples, oh, look, there are so many, and look how many they walked. We came by boat, but they, they walk all around the, the lake to see us. Can, do, do you think you can provide some food for them? And Filippo said, but we, we, never, we will never have enough money to take care of them. Say, look around, what do you have? And a disciple, I believe, Filippo, I don't remember, came back and said, there was a boy here who had five bread and two fish. Okay, we start with that. So the lesson is that we must do what we can and the Lord will do the rest. Mm -hmm. Another issue still in the gospel, he said, many sin will be forgiven, but not the sin against the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And the, the sin against the Holy Spirit is hope. If we do not trust, if we do not hope, God will have more difficulty to help us. But then when we make plans, like in the gospel, after eating so, they say 5,000 men, which means adding the, 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 the ladies and the kids eventually were there, it means easily 10,000, 15,000 people. And after that, he sent the, the apostle to gather back if there is some leftover. And the 12 apostles went there with, a, with bags, with a basket, and the 12 baskets were full. That means it was really abundant, more than we can even, they could even eat. Mm -hmm. And it is the same in our life. Never despair, always stay put and always hope. There's a figure, there are many figures in the Bible that represent that hope. One is Job and, and, and people who are looking around Job were uh, criticizing him. So surely you did something wrong to have all the trouble you have. And at a certain moment, he also dared to ask the Lord, but why did you put me in such a situation? And, and the Lord, instead of answering properly, he said, how do you dare to ask me what I do to you? Where were you when I created the world? When were you when I created you? Trust. Because sometimes what the Lord gives to us is not only 
to us personally, but also to all people around. Very few people in this time of pandemic remember the biggest pandemic in history between 1347 to 1351. They got that the, 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 the the, the dead, the black past. And he, he killed, a lot of people were, peeled, were killed all around, along, all around the world to the point that the civilization of, of Middle Ages disappeared because during the Middle Ages, there were a structure, every family of servants and and most of the people who were serving families disappeared. And what happened? Middle Ages was over and Renaissance started. And Renaissance is well known as a big time in history of renewal in sculpture, art, poetry, and also discovery like uh, when uh, America discovered Europe. So usually we say Europe discovered America, but actually the American received European and we're surprised where they come from. And from America, we bring in Europe tomatoes, potatoes, a lot of vegetables that we cannot leave without it today. And many times I was wondering what is supposed to happen today. There is another issue, the issue of economy. You want I continue on that issue? Sure. Okay. Economy for Aristotle, from the Greek, ekos, the house, nomos, the norm of the house. So economy had the meaning of the way we are supposed to live together with all people. It would be a synonym of conviviality. And Aristotle already said, surely we, we cannot put economy as a slave of money. But it is what it is today. And the first behavior that suffer today with this pandemic is properly economy as a slave of money. We already, it was said many times that we are supposed to use money, but never be a slave of money. Money is very good as a servant, is terrible as a tyrant. Even Jesus said in the gospel said, make friends with the dirty money. So use it for the good of people and not make people as a slave of this wallet mm -hmm. of the wallet. Mm -hmm. So 
only this issue, it could take three days to say a minimum. But I leave that to your reflection. Okay, awesome. Thank you. So what I've gathered from that is that when you're in a situation where you're feeling stressed and like things are going wrong, that you should simply just let go, love yourself and trust that it'll be taken care of. Do what you can, but let go, trust and know that you'll be taken care of. Yes, there is a solution in every situation to provide unconditional love. If we do so, you change your life. For example, it could be you are a little low on your mouth because of some bad news you receive, because of some bad result you got. And sometime home, when it happened to me, uh, uh, where we were in Rome with all the kids, when I was in such a situation, I used to go to the kitchen and clean the plates, clean the kitchen. Mm. Nobody dared to disturb me in this situation because I would have asked, can you help me? And nobody wanted to do that. But doing so was putting my soul in peace and was making me reconsider the whole situation and, and see that what was concerning me was just a detail mm -hmm. of the journey. What count is to love those who are near to you and do something concrete. Mm -hmm. And immediately your soul receive help and you start to see things better in mm -hmm. a better manner. And which is actually the only proper manner. Mm -hmm. So love is the answer to every situation where we believe we need love. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a, a Spaniard, Ion de Yepes, also known as John of the Cross, who said, when you cannot fee find any love, Put love and you will gather a lot of love. And that sentence was written when I visited Lisieux with your sister, Marie-Thérèse, in the church on the, of the Saint-Thérèse on the left uh, uh, side of the, of the second altar. On the wall, there was that sentence, when there is no love, put love and you will gather love. Mm -hmm. That fits your question? Mm-hmm, yeah. So this is where we transition into, if somebody wants to know more about this topic and many more topics about philosophy, metaphysics, theology, where can they find your books? Oh, the book in Amazon. On Amazon, yes. So tell On us Amazon. the so Each tell us the book name. Twenty five dollars. What? Tell us the book names. Okay. Each name has a philosophy title. Metaphysics, anthropology, ethics. 
but as such, it could be something abstract. Philosophy is not abstract. From the name Philos, Sophia, means friend of wisdom. Actually, he was a scientific who gave his name. Before the philosophers, I mean, those who pretend to be wise, were uh, giving themselves the name of a wise, wise man, sophist. But then the sophist had to address some difficult issue because there was two great philosophers, one from what they call at that time, Greek Greece, south of Italy, which was Parmenides, a place like south of Naples today, and another one 2,000 miles away in the east, Heraclitus, who was saying the opposite of Parmenides. Parmenides, you, you can easily remember the issue of his philosophy. He was he's considered the first metaphysician. Permanency. Parmenides says the being is. When you say something, he has to be that thing. And he cannot change. Otherwise, he lose its identity. Heraclitus, who is called also the obscure philosopher, was another metaphysician who said the opposite. No, there is no permanency. There is only change. For example, you cannot swim twice in the same river because you have changed in the meantime and the water is not the same. So only the change exists. And it was Aristotle again who put them together. While Parmenides is talking, try to move in front of him. And sometimes we say, but stop, you are disturbing me. Oh, why? So the movement exists. And the same for Heraclitus. What are you talking about? Change, but the change of what? Something has to be an entity, has to be something in order to change. In order to see you to change, because I see you had a shower this morning and you are different as the way I saw you yesterday, but I recognize it's you. So in order to see the change, I need to see you. So Aristotle said, they made the same mistake because they said both 2000 miles away. So they did, they did not know each other. But they say the same. Thinking and being is the same. They believe that everything that exists is just in the mind. And the mistake they made is that they confuse what we have in the mind with what is in reality. So the being to say that simply, is real, is also mental. 
It could be topical when you imagine something. And for Parmenides, the being is just what we are with the mind, because we cannot speak without words, without entities. Heraclitus confused thinking with what we see. And what we see is always a change. We cannot on earth live without a, a watch and to see, oh, already 20 minutes has passed since we met. So situation changed, but that's a real being. But the real being express something that already exists. There is also an issue between Plato and Aristotle that was a large conflict during the Middle Ages. Do you want to hear about that? Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. I try to make simple. Because philosophy is very simple. But when we address the concept we believe is difficult. For Plato, he was wondering when he saw, uh, saw Socrates, the first philosopher well known, he was impressed to see how Socrates talking with people and people could understand, could elaborate his concept. He said, but that people who had no instruction surely got that from a previous life. So he believed that people were living in the perfect, perfect world of ideas. And these please very much to all Christian because they said, yes, we are all created. So when God created us, he gave us innate ideas. Aristotle was considered, even by Plato, the best, the most intelligent of his student. He has been uh, 20 years at the school of Plato in Athens, the academia. Then he was asked by the emperor of Macedonia to teach, to be the tutor of his son, Alexandria. Alexander. And when he started teaching, Aristotle said, but this man has a totally different concept on everything. So the idea cannot come from a previous life. Because if the previous life is a perfect world of ideas, it should be the same to everyone. So there is not previous life. By the way, I, I have to tell you that my concept in philosophy, all aspect, increased extremely when I started teaching. It's when you start teaching that you start to learn proper. And Aristotle said, well, everything speaks through its aspect. So you see, for example, the color, the shape, 
what it is for. And that's the senses give you an image of that. But then, according to Aristotle, with intelligence, you read the image. Intelligence from the Latin, intus leggere. And you know Italian, so you know what it means to read leggere into inside of the image what it is. And they give it a name. That's a pen. But he come from the aspect. He come from the accident, from all the shape, from the sensorial aspect of things, because things are always sensible, but can be understood. So philosophy must help people to understand better what they see around. Metaphysics, contemplation of the fact. Anthropology, anthropos, people, logos, discourse, discourse on people. We call that in America, philosophy of the human person and ethics. And actually ethics is the way to behave properly, to grow in what we are. Individually, ethics, as a group, politics, as a full entity of people, economy. So this is why I hope that this pandemic will help us to become better what we are. Overcome, overcoming the limitation of what economy is today. Make sense? Yeah. About the books. So, yes, yeah. tell everybody what are your book titles and then I'll put the okay. link of where people can buy your book titles. Books. In order to make the books more readable, I look around and I say, can I see someone who could give me a good example of metaphysics? And I consider that the brother of Chiara, my wife, Palmiro, was an excellent example of a wise man. And this is why I refer metaphysics to Palmiro. And I call that Palmiro and metaphysics, or Palmiro and the art of looking around to see things for what they are. That's and what is the next book? The next book, you know the title because you refer to one of your children who was born when you were remodeling your home house and you were living in my place. And during the night, Palmiro. Uh, Marcel. Marcel, thank you, you know better than me. Marcel sometimes was crying and because his room was just next the one of uh, me and my wife. So I was usually the first to, to pick him up, to bring him in the kitchen, to clean if he needed to be clean, and then to give him some food. He was not able to speak at first. But there are two philosophers, Marie-Dominique Philippe and his brother, who said that Affection, knowing, 
come prior than speculative knowledge. That means we know with a heart before we know with a head. And I could see that with uh, Marcel, because I understand that eventually at three o'clock in the night, he could be hungry. So I was going in the direction of the trails and I see in his face, he agreed. And he was taking a box and I understood, sorry, I have to, I need a, a, a tissue. And you understood that even though he couldn't talk, that he was upset. And so you learned from him that in order to communicate and to know, it, it, it isn't necessarily just speaking words. With the heart first. And we cannot even say immediately, but even being with a, his brother and sisters, there is a several anthropologists who study the situation of people and they say to become a people, we need to be born in a human neighborhood. So animals have instincts and they are programmed. Uh, I don't know, when I was little and I was in a farm, I could see, for example, as a she-horse where was delivering a, a colt. As soon as the colt, the colt was ugly, first the legs, then the head, then the skinny body, then the last legs. But he could stand immediately. And he, he, he went immediately to the breast of the mother. A baby, no. He's unable to do anything. When we, you, you, you were born, he was a doctor. Even in the delivery room to bring you and your twin brother to the breast of your mom in order you had the first contact with your mom. And that produced some knowledge. And then growing with the other around, I saw Marcel. So he knew what kind of cereals he want to have. And then he had to take a, a ball. So I was going to take a ball and I can see he agreed, but I took one that he didn't like the color. So finally, he indicated the one he wants. So we know what we want. We know things before we are able to call them by name. And later, he saw his brother and sister talking, talking. So he pretend to talk as a brother and sister, pretend to understand him. He was pleased with that. But he had just to show that he was one of them. And later, later, around two years old, he started to get worse. And obviously, in this book on the human person, I address the issue of love. Because if we are created out of love, we grow, we proceed, we increase if we love.
There was a Kiara Lubick who said when she received a, a prize from UNESCO for peace, she went to Paris and she was supposed to speak. And she took the sentence of Descartes, I think, therefore I am. And she said, well, it should be better to say, I love, therefore I am. And that's the key. And I explained that. And to love is like the rainbow in the sky, many colors, many aspects. And love is expressed in many ways, in work, in sharing with people, in, uh, in study, in taking care of our body, taking care of the whole of nature, in communicating with other people. All these aspects are like the many colors of love. And that is mostly the issue of uh, Marcel and the human person. All right. And you guys, if you are a local to Pittsburgh, you guys can get these books locally here at my, the, my office building at Media. We have a boutique next door where they're going to be selling my dad's books right out of the boutique. And we're going to be having a book reading and book signing tonight at 6.45 p.m. at my office, Media, the creative agency office. And I'll put the link to the event in the in the description. But dad, there's one more book, right? That okay, you haven't- there's one more book. So unfortunately, I have only my personal copy. We have a no. couple copies, that's okay. Chiara and, right, what is it called? The Foundation of Ethics. And the Foundation of Ethics. And then there's okay, one coming ethics. soon. Oh, okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, well, okay, this is already produced but I didn't receive the copies that I ordered. But eventually they can uh, talk with the library and have them when, when the books will come, will come. It is not Chiara and ethics. It is Chiara and the foundation of ethics. Sometimes people believe that ethics is to distinguish right from wrong, no, no. There is never a choice between right and wrong. Eventually the choice is between different situations and one eventually could be better than the other. What is the reason, the foundation? Is actually the foundation of ethics is anthropology. The foundation of anthropology is metaphysics. They go together. But again, it is living with Chiara that I understand in this situation of reciprocal love what it is good to do or what it is less good to do. And that is a foundation of ethics. And obviously, in this book, I comment a few authors who are teaching about good behavior, especially Dale Carnegie, who explains how to deal with people and make them friends. He wrote also another book how to talk in public. And uh, just a minute, I have the book here. 
also I make a comment of Kant, which is a huge leader today, but we must add love in the life of Kant. Kant is a little dry. He's a follower of Luther, so he can see that only with the mind will we lead our life. No, we need heart and mind to behave properly. And then, obviously, there is Nietzsche. There is something that people do not know about Nietzsche. Supposing you are in a room and someone come and look under your table and say, oh, my wallet is not here. Then in another table, oh, my wallet is not here. Then in the corner, oh, my wallet is not here. What do you think? He lost his wallet. It's the same for Nietzsche. He said, God is not here. Oh, God is not here. Oh, God is not here. Because he's seeking for God, for the good, for what make us what we are. There is also a note of Alphonse de Liguori, a Napolitan. He was a lawyer. And as a lawyer, he made a commitment. Never say a lie. Never defend a cause which was which did not deserve it. Can you imagine that? And it was even difficult times, more than today. And one once he lost the cause. He was surprised. He examined the papers. Oh, he said, they deceived me. This God did not deserve to be defended. So he left immediately the business. His father was furious because he was so brilliant, so successful, so popular. And he was bringing so much money home. He said, no, no, dad. My life deserves something better. I must look for something better. And after looking around, he entered the seminary. He understood that the key of life is dealing with the truth of the one who said, I am the truth. I am the way. The one who do the truth and mean follow my words, find the light and the light makes them free. So ethics is a minor to become free. Excellent. And you can also get this book at the, you can get it at the link that I'm going to be linking, but you can also join us for our book signing tonight. My dad and I will be doing a book signing with our books and you can pre-order it from the boutique and, if, and get it for you. If you pre-order the book, bring the piece of paper that shows that you pre-order and I will sign the pre-order. There you so go. You can put it in the, in the book when you there you go. get it. Excellent. Okay. There is a well, third. Okay. Actually, I wrote these three books to prepare the third. And the third is Mamayu. The fourth. Lolly, the fourth. Yeah, I am a philosopher, not mathematician. <laughs> you can see that. 
Yes, the four. Like in the Trinity, there are four. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and Our Lady, the Theotokos, the Mother of God, who is the first creature, the example of the perfect one from the Trinity. Obviously, she's, she's part of the Trinity because of her intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit and with the Son and with the Father. Okay, somehow there is some spiritual issue, histor historical issue, the story of the church in this book on Mamayu. As soon as he get out, I will tell you. Absolutely. All right, everyone, we invite you to join us tonight and we'll put the link in the descriptions and the show notes, you name it, where you can get any of these books that my dad has written. And we will hopefully see you local Pittsburgh people tonight. Bye, everyone. Bye.